This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, July 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Bill Sack and Sack protecting workers from shootings. Grain deal threatened by Russian attack and House drought bill would require reporting by USDA. Bill Sack's back in Sack this week. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack will visit Sacramento on Wednesday for a major announcement on Farm to Food Bank program. A USDA is partnering with CDFA to distribute California-grown products to underserved communities. The administration hopes the new funding will alleviate rising food costs while supporting local farmers. It will be Vilsack's first trip to California since 2017. He'll travel to Reno on Thursday to promote new rural broadband spending. Labor pushes for protections against mass shootings. The Cal OSHA Standards Board is considering revisions to its violence prevention regulation. It plans to launch an advisory committee next year to gather public input. Concerns from labor and industry groups center on worker protections for active shooter situations. Construction and business groups said during a hearing last week that violence prevention standards are already in place for workplace threats, but a mass shooting incident would be a law enforcement issue. They question whether the agency's inspectors would consider existing internal security protocols as adequate for the regulation. Labor advocates argued that stronger workplace protections like the ones proposed may have prevented some recent shootings throughout the country. House drought bill would require USDA reporting. The House will debate legislation this week that would require USDA to report on its disaster assistance payments to farmers and their impact on crop insurance. The mandate for the report is included in a manager's amendment to a package of bills known as the Wildlife Response and Drought Resiliency Act that the House will consider later this week. USDA is supposed to report on potential disaster losses in 2022, as well as the amount of payments being made under existing programs. The department also would be required to disclose the number of farmers who have continued purchasing crop insurance beyond the two-year period required for receiving disaster payments for 2017 and 18 losses. Fire and drought bill. To curb wildfires, the legislation would require USDA to implement a 10-year national plan to reduce the risk of wildfires while protecting old-growth forests and wildlife habitat. USDA would have five years to select up to 20 landscape-scale forest restoration projects to undertake. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer says the legislation would, quote, save lives, property, farms, and business from damage and destruction from fire and extreme drought. Now, for more on the agenda in the nation's capital this week, you can read our Washington Week Ahead at agripulse.com. Climate, crop insurance concerns show party split. A partisan divide is emerging heading into the upcoming Farm Bill over whether or not to link crop insurance coverage with climate change mitigation efforts. Days after House Ag Committee Republicans expressed skepticism at the connection, Representative Sherry Bustos, the Illinois Democrat that chairs the panel's General Farm Commodities and Risk Management Subcommittee, 
told AgriPulse newsmakers the issues have a link. You really can't separate the two, said Bustos. We've got to have a strong safety net program, and obviously a strong safety net program has to do with the climate. House Ag Ranking Member Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania said during the hearing Wednesday he believes the climate-focused efforts should be addressed in conservation programs instead of crop insurance. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Right-to-repair groups ask for EPA investigation of John Deere. Two right-to-repair advocacy groups have accused John Deere of violating the Clean Air Act over its repair policies. Repair.org and the Public Research Interest Group have called on EPA to investigate the farm equipment manufacturer, claiming Deere does not allow customers to fix their tractor's emission modules. EPA rules require that manufacturing companies certify non-road diesel engines with the agency every year. That according to PIRG's release, the agency can deny or revoke certifications if it finds that companies do not comply with CAA emission standards. Russian attack on Odessa threatens grain shipment deal. The ink was barely dry on a deal to allow shipments of grain stuck in Ukrainian ports when Russia unleashed a missile attack that has jeopardized the agreement. Turkey, which worked with the United Nations to help broker the deal, said the bombing does not necessarily mean the grain shipment deal is dead, even as Russia alleged military targets were hit in the Odessa strike, which claimed a grain silo as well. However, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said Saturday the attack cast serious doubt on the credibility of Russia's commitment to the deal and undermines the work of U.N., Turkey, and Ukraine to get critical food to world markets. Russia bears responsibility for deepening the global food crisis and must stop its aggression, fully implement the deal which it has agreed. You can read more in Bill Thompson's story at agripulse.com. EPA commits to proposing 2023 RVO by November 16. The Environmental Protection Agency has agreed to propose 2023 renewable fuel volume requirements no later than November 16 under a consent decree filed by EPA and Growth Energy in federal court in Washington. The agency also agreed to finalize the RVO by June 14, 2023. The court is expected to approve the agreement in the coming weeks, Growth Energy said. This recent agreement, one that is bound by court order and that avoids the uncertainty of continued litigation, ensures the certainty of the 2023 RFS requirements and further underscores Growth Energy's steadfast commitment to keeping the RFS on sound footing now and into the future, Growth Energy CEO Emily Score said. Also in court, the Center for Biological Diversity last week filed a challenge to EPA's 2020, 2021, and 2022 RVOs for what it said was EPA's failure to fully assess the impacts to endangered species from land conversion and additional pesticide and fertilizer use to meet these higher volume targets. Despite two prior rulings from the D.C. Circuit, 
holding that the EPA failed to properly assess endangered species. The agency again failed to act, claiming that it had begun the process of assessing endangered species, but offering no timeline or commitment to ever finish the consultation process, CBD said. Here's today's He Said It. The state's draft carbon neutrality roadmap doesn't go far enough or fast enough. That Governor Gavin Newsom urging the Air Resources Board to adopt more aggressive actions in its update to the state's climate scoping plan. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, July 25th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Alley.